Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Voltron Legendary Defender, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Justin Cummings, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. And Haley Neighbors. Hello. We are talking about episodes 3 and 4 of Voltron Legendary Defender Season 3, so The Hunted, and I believe it was The Hole in the Sky? I think that was the title. Not a great title, great episode. We're going to get into that soon enough. Um, You can find out more about our podcast at OverlyAnimated.com, where we've been talking about uh, Voltron, all three seasons so far of the new series. Also, if you want to go back, uh, since this episode references the original Voltron series, we have a wonderful article that I wrote on the original Voltron that you can find on there as well, so go check us out. You can also find us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, or search for us on your favorite podcatcher, including Stitcher. So... Before we dive into episodes 3 and 4, last episode we brought up that we have a very big discussion to have once Delaney was here, and that is on what we are now calling the Keith Lance ship. Uh, here at Overly Animated, we used to use the term arm leg, as they were the arm and the leg, but that is no longer the case. So Delaney, give us the official update. Okay, so this is hard, because what, what if they move again? Like, we just, like this is just, who could have predicted this? Like, you know, like, Power Rangers, you know, you kind of, you stay the same color, like, this this stuff doesn't happen. Have also, you watched weird. old like, Power Rangers? No well, one yeah. stayed the same. Well, I mean, like, Mighty Morphin, like, they all stayed the same, but, like, after that, it doesn't matter. True. Um, so, well, it's different when you, like, become the Black Ranger, but, or, like, the White Ranger, or, like, dumb nonsense, but, okay. So, oh, it also, it's also still weirding me out, because, like, They'll be, like, wearing, like, Lance is still blue in the red lion. Like, can we not do this? Like, why, why you gotta do this? It's confusing. So, now, there, we have the head and an arm. So, like, Lance just kind of, like, moved over a little bit. Like, well, I mean, he went from being a leg up, but it's just weird. So, he got a leg so, up? Literally yeah, there leg we go. Up. Yep, literally. So, I don't, like, what are we gonna do? I, I mean, everyone else calls it Clance, but that's dumb. Yeah. So, <laughs> I I was just sitting thinking, and I like headlock maybe. Oh, that's. I like fun. headlock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's not really like there's not a lot we can do here, like because like arm head like sounds kind of weird. Sounds weird. It sounds very yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not like arm head. Like it's just not. It's like like arm leg was just it, and they just messed it up. And we could it could still be arm leg. You but know, wouldn't like Arm Leg now, now be a ship of Lance and Allura, though, and we don't want that? Mm-hmm. Well, not technically, because, like, there's two legs and two arms, bro. Like, <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, so you ship Pigeon Hunk? No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> in, like, theory, there's multiple ships, if you're going to go based on that. But this I show guess does have now... a lot of ships. We saw some new ships. Yeah. Flying. In the sky. Oh, God. Because mm. ships. Okay. <laughs> Well, I think my official verdict at the moment, like I mean, I can I reserve the right to be like, no, I thought of a better one, but right now it's headlock. All right, thank you for the sure. official update. So I figure we will go through episode three a bit faster because four is clearly a superior episode. Agreed. And also, yep. Dylan tells me it's the best episode ever. So. Oh wow! Of the okay. show, of this show. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. All right, so let's get into episode three. 
I think we all kind of knew this was coming. A bit of that, oh no, we're out of sync. What do we do? Yeah, it was kind of required. Yeah, I, like I called, like, we're, like we're just literally starting over. At least it went faster than like season one when it was like, oh my god, how long is this going to take? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the beginning of this episode, I I did not like the start of this episode at all. We get. They're still attacking Lotor because Keith is all headstrong, and that's how he Keith leads. Keith is literally the most irritating person in this episode. He really was. He's so annoying. Oh my god, Keith. Like, bro, we thought we moved past you being really irritating. Like, I liked him, and then he does all this stuff. And I'm like, uh. Also, I just watched episodes one and two, like, today, so I'm not feeling Keith right now. Not feeling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it starts off really slow with, like, I can't control red, it's too fast, blue won't listen to me, we can't form Voltron! I didn't like any of that until they got to the planet. That that was when I started liking this episode. So, yeah, before we get there, we got the official confirmation, Nartine is blind. So that's a Mm -hmm. woo. I didn't even, like, think about it. I was just like, she wargs into her cat. Would people stop saying warg? Not everyone watches Game of Thrones. It's a good term. It's a good term. Also, for warg it. isn't just like Game of Thrones. It's like a thing. They just spell it wrong in Game of Thrones because that's what they do in Game of Thrones. They misspell words. Like, uh, okay, I'm not gonna get to it. Um, okay, so yeah, so Nartine is officially blind. Um, so yeah, what do y'all, Delaney? What are your thoughts on Lotor? Okay, so Lotor's really cool. Like, I mean, I don't know. They're playing him up, you know, oh, he's, like, the really hot, like, prince dude or so whatever. <laughs> I'm just, like, he, like, he seems cool. I'm really more interested in his, like, his little squad. Like, his squad's really cool. That's why I like him right now is because his squad's neat. Um, I think he's, I mean, he's definitely way more interesting than Zircon. Like, he's, like, I'm really enjoying this, you know, kind of, like, pirate prince. I do my own thing. Like, I'm clearly a bad guy, but I'm kind of cool kind of deal i don't know like he's interesting like the way like again i just watched the first two episodes so the way he like played up the crowd and then also was like no i'm like evil but it's interesting like i like him he's cool yeah mm-hmm. we we talked last time about how lotor is very very awesome and especially his his squad we were calling them the generals i prefer the squad i like the that squad. Too. the squad good. Right, so <laughs> that's they... what i said because like that's what I thought, because that he's the that they're the generals, because he was like that one comment. It was like he fights with his generals like a private or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but yeah, squad. That's it's a squad. So we go to this planet where everything gets messed up, and I feel like we've had this trope before in this show of like we have to rely on each other. Am I wrong in thinking that we've seen this kind of thing before? Well, it's kind of like yeah. when they separate them all. Yeah. Except, like, really concentrated, and obviously, instead of it being, like, they're spread all over the universe, it's kind of, and it's, like, it kind of, it's a lot faster. Because, I mean, they're just separated in this little planet. I feel like this, like, I don't know, this kind of happens whenever they go to a new planet in general. It seems to, yeah. <laughs> they it's a good archetype. stop going to new planets, and everything will be okay. Well, I don't know. This new planet looks really cool. I really like the design of this planet. It's, like, really funky. I didn't like that... Like, I know Pidge is super smart. Like, my child. I love Pidge. Pidge is super genius. But... Because we go straight from... Zar- um, oh, my God. Lotor being like, 
oh, the magnetic poles and the blah, blah, blah are going to mess them up, and I'm going to, like, lure them to you. And then literally I go to Pidge, and Pidge is like, oh, it must be because of the magnetic poles. And, like, I love you, Pidge, but that was stupid. Yeah, Pidge almost seemed too smart in this episode. Uh, well, they just had Pidge parroting, which, like, isn't, like, I know Pidge is smart, but, and, I mean, to be fair, assuming that, like, weird magnetic poles, like, that does make sense, but I think it's just the way they cut to it. Yeah. yeah, it was too immediate. I expect that from Power Rangers, not from this. <laughs> right. It's yeah. like, like, and I say that in a loving way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they could have spent a bit more time on them figuring out like what was happening to the lens because it seemed like they just that was a big problem and it didn't like really seem to be that much of a problem because as long as they stayed close to each other, they could communicate. Which I don't know. I thought that was odd. No, it was all really weird and. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like, the just the entire beginning of them, like, going in, and the, granted, it looked really cool, like, when their, like, lights came on, like, that's really neat, I like that. Yeah, but that was cool. But it's just, I don't know, it's just really awkward, and everything just feels really, I understand it's because, like, they've shaken te- the team up, ooh, but everything just feels really clunky and awkward, though it does get better. Like, when Allura, like, goes, like, suit, like, you know, she figures stuff out, it gets really awesome after that, but it's just really clunky and weird. Yeah, I feel like this was an episode that they kind of felt that they had to do in terms of storytelling, where they probably, they needed to have an episode where they figured stuff out and got into sync and everything, and they needed an episode where we could have that classic, like, beginning, not really important fight between the big bad and, and the heroes to kind of, like, set things up later on. And this episode just be kind of, it just became that, I guess. Like, it's kind of a means to an end. Like, we need to get this over with, and then we can get into the important stuff. So I think that's probably why it felt a little odd at times, and a little slow. But it also right. feels like they were shoehorning in a Laura character building. And not that that's bad. Yeah. We needed a Laura character building. I would have rather they drop the team building entirely and just focus on a Laura in this episode. Because it feels, yeah, totally. like, the first half feels like... We need to become a better team, while the back half feels like Alora needs to become a better paladin. And so yeah. it just makes for a really odd paced episode. And I think Alora went a little Deus Ex Machina at the end. We can talk about that a little a little more. Yeah, I need to discuss what happened there. Yeah. I'm, I'm confused. Very confused. But yeah. I think the first time I really started liking this episode was when Keith started talking about how it's not about the team, it's about the mission. And mm-hmm. I thought just that like experimenting with, like, this is a different leadership style. This is how Keith thinks. This is how he leads. Like, this is not Shiro. And I think that's... Yeah, we kind of got that with, this is how I lead. We're gonna chase Lotor. But this is the first time we actually got to see his, like, his philosophy in leading, not just his brash actions. Well, I, well, I think what when I really was like, no, this is really good, was when Keith finally was like, I messed up, guys. <laughs> Like, sad Keith is sad. Yes. That is my note I made on that one. Yep, Keith is sad. Sad so Keith. So sad. So sad. What, what like, to me, that was good. Because that was like kind of like a character-building moment for Keith, because he's just so irritating. <laughs> what did you all think of uh, Hunk's uh, catchphrases, his taglines? The tables have turned, the script has flipped, the hunters have become the hunted. Yeah, that was weird. 
Well, I, mean, I thought it was like funny. Because, yeah. Like, well, it was what sealed it for me was when Lance was like yelling taglines isn't helping anything. Like I appreciated him being called out immediately. Mm-hmm. That's I, what made it better for me was that I was like, okay, this is good. Like yell at him about this. But now we know why it's called the hunted. We would not yeah. have picked up on that symbolism at all if Hunka didn't scream at no, us. No, never, never, <laughs> never would we have ever figured that out. Yeah, I like that imagery too of when um, I think it was Lance was was it Lance? Yeah, it was coming up or it was Pidge coming up or something, and you saw like from his perspective in the lion looking out at another lion. I thought that looked funny. You don't really see that too often, like just how big they are. Well, you know that was the thing. It was all the that was one like this episode's really weird and clunky and kind of uncomfortable, but all of the like the visuals are great and kind of we're not used to seeing all the lions close together when they're not Voltron. So it was kind of, and like the scenes of them, you know, trying to stay together and just seeing scenery in the fog and like, like when they all almost crashed into that rock face, that was a really good sequence. I I think my favorite visual was just the fighter weaving between the lions because we we often forget how big these lions are. And that Mm -hmm. visual was just like, oh, they are being defeated by this tiny little speck. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought that was neat how his ship with the wings, how they like would spin around like crazy. Right, no, that was cool. That was a cool design. Yeah, and see, it's a very like interesting visually, I guess animation wise episode, which is nice. No, it's very striking, and this is kind yeah. of another reminder, like like yeah, this is core in space, y'all. And another, I think my actual favorite visual of the whole episode is when they're all back-to-back, like, they're, they're making their little circle, like, yes. right before he starts leaving. Yeah. I was like, yes, this is what I'm about. Because I, like, I love Ultron, but I also love when the lions just do stuff, because the lions are super cool. Mm-hmm. And that just looked really great. It was them all being, like, back-to-back. So let's get into Alora because she's probably the most interesting part of this episode. Um, first off, her trying to flirt with the lion was... So great. Oh my god. So, oh my god. <laughs> as I wrote in my note immediately after sad Keith is sad, awkward Alora is awkward. Very it was so awkward. good. Um, my my particle barrier is turned on. I just oh I no. I couldn't. I was That was so good. I, I can't pass your logic though. Like it makes sense for her to think that way. <laughs> it works for Lance, so why wouldn't it work yeah, for exactly. Alora? I mean, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I just, like, we had to have that moment, and I, I kind of glad they went that way instead of, I feel like it could have been weirder. Like, when, you know, as soon as she said, what would Lance do? You knew that that was coming. Mm-hmm. So, granted, so I liked it that way. You know, they could have taken that a bunch of little, like, weird directions, but I thought this was funny, and it was pretty good. Yeah, I was, I was very glad that, and then, I'm almost, I'm starting to get weirded out by the lines just a little bit. With that, okay, because like Alora was talking and she's like, "Okay, being kind to you doesn't work. Commanding you doesn't work." The lions only seem to respond when people completely emotionally break. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was going to say that. Like, why do they not have any sympathy or like, "Oh, okay, that guy's bad. I'm going to help them because that guy's bad." No, they need to like have a full on emotional breakdown. Revealing all their feelings to this lion, and they're like, oh, okay, now you've proven yourself. Like, only completely broken people, like, the lion breaks yeah. people and then reforms them in its own image. It really does. And it's kind of creeping me out a little bit. And I'm wondering if the black lion has, like, a darker will, and that's why Zarkon went bad? Maybe. I don't know. 
And now like she, and now that's thing. happened to Shiro. Like I, I'm starting to wonder if the black lion is the issue here. But I'm, I'm, I'm creeped out by the lions after that. Like I don't want to be a paladin. <laughs> I don't. I'd rather be a power ranger. <laughs> I think I'd still rather be a paladin. Well, fine. You know you're gonna be a lion. I don't know what I'm gonna be. I could be a dinosaur. I could be a, just a big person. I could be (laughs) a beetle. I could be anything. You're a lion, no matter what. So I hope you like lions. I hope you like lions. Lions are cool. It's fine. I can settle for that. I might be a lion. I don't know. So we definitely. uh, So Laura, she she completely breaks, and the blue lion accepts her sacrifice of her human spirit. Um, (laughs) Yep. Or Altaian spirit, rather, and. It immediately works, even though its sensors should be completely offline. Yeah, like what? Well, well, I still think we've. I mean, I think we've established the lions aren't just robots. Yeah, but why didn't? But why would it be machinery? Well, I don't think it's. I mean, I feel like it's more. She connected to her lion. Also, if you remember, Allure is like super magical. (laughs) She has legit magical powers. And actually, I do think this isn't all seriousness. We'll get into this more talking about the next episode. You know, we still hasn't really, we haven't explored it as much as we probably should have at this point, but Voltron is made of quintessence. Or at least is some form, has some form of extreme manipulation over quintessence. We know the lions have quintessence, and we know Alora can manipulate quintessence. Like, that's what her kind of magical ability is, you know, when she fights the witch and all that. Like, she can manipulate quintessence, which is how she finds out that Hagar's Altaian. So, I think it makes sense that Allura... I mean, granted, I'm... This is... I mean, of course, this is more of, like, Allura connecting to her line and they need to go. But Allura does have manipulation over quintessence, unlike the other paladins. And if the lion... Like is kind of made of quintessence, has a lot, lot more quintessence, it would kind of make sense that they can do this. Also, it doesn't really look like all of the sensors come back on, it's just what the lion's able, like, it's kind of like the lion's special ability. Right. Like, she can only see stuff because they do the sonic stuff, which is why it's only the blue lion and her, because, like, the other lions can't do that. Yeah, right. I explained it to myself with the quintessence, too, because I, because my thought was, it was like, at first I was like, oh, she connected, awesome, scanners are back, but then I was like, wait, aren't Pidge and Hunk, like, pretty connected to theirs, too? So, like, do they have need to have an emotional breakdown also to get this to work? <laughs> like, yeah, so it probably is, like, a bigger magical quintessence explanation thing, I would imagine. And also, like, the, I mean, I do think it is also, like, tied to the Blue Lion, like, this special ability of the Blue Lion. It yeah. can do the Sonic, like, stuff, and that's why they could go through that. They were using echolocation or whatever, sonar. Yeah. And, like, only the Blue Lion can do that, none of the other lions can do that. And I, it didn't look like, it didn't look like all the sensors came back on. It was just that special ability. Yeah, it seemed like it. I'm wondering, guys, what happened when she, like, blew a hole through the rock? What was going on there? Because <laughs> no, I, he, he attacked her. He attacked her. Is that what happened? Yes. Oh, Are we talking okay. about the same moment? Yeah. No, he like yeah. laser beamed her through. Okay. The thing. Good. Because I watched it and I was like, "What just happened? Like, did she connect so strongly? She blew a hole in the rock or something?" But you know, that's really oh, okay. weird. Like, that was a weird. But no, he like laser beamed through it. Okay. Phew. Okay, that makes way more sense to me then. 
good, good. Yeah, that, that was what that early dramatic, like, looking at him scene was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, got her. So, out of ten, what would you guys give this episode? I don't know. An eight? Now, is that on the just, you know, normal person scale, or is that the objective Dylan scale of quality? I can't do the objective <laughs> Dylan scale because it's, like, nonsense. Um, For me, I don't know, like, it's hard for me to, like, okay, in terms of Voltron, I would say this episode is an eight. Okay, that's fair. In terms of, like, in comparison to all the other shows we'd watch, this episode's maybe a six and a half, maybe a seven. All right. Haley, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking, like, I feel like if if I have to do the whole episode together, it might be, like, a seven, and then I'd give the first half a six and the last half an eight. Okay. Kind of thing. Because I feel like the first half I was very much like, okay, like, what is happening? Not much. And then once we got to the interesting planet, then it was okay. All right, so let's That's talk good. about the good episode now. Uh <laughs> Wow, this was a good episode. So, Hole in the Sky. I got an email about this, um, actually the day, somehow like the day we recorded episode one. So, I guess Dylan immediately binged the rest of the show. That's um, tough. <laughs> so, I will quickly read Dylan's hot take. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. Know. Episode four is really good and by far the best episode this show has done. It achieves a level of narrative sophistication this writing crew is obviously capable of capable of, but hasn't gotten into in any of the previous episodes. It's morally complex, continuing the great work in that area of Lotor, has far the by, by far the best use of the original series, even if I could have done without the constant callbacks here. This was like a really good episode of Doctor Who, and I'm so impressed. My argument, it doesn't have that many callbacks to the original series. It just has like one big one that doesn't go away. Right, like, it's just like that one. It's just Sven, and like... uh. I apologize for my notes on this episode. It's just me ranting. Um, I typed Sven in all caps with about 10 N's because I'm a nerd. I have, uh, I've seen parts of the original show. Actually, I'll take this moment to mention it. On Netflix now, they have, it's only 12 episodes of the original series, but each one has an intro from someone who works on the new one, be it a actor or a producer or a storyboarder, explaining why they picked that episode. So it's like 12 curated episodes. Um, and honestly, if you want spoilers of st- big potential plot points, there you go. But, um, yeah, so I went back and I watched, and in the original show, uh, at the beginning, very beginning, you had Hunk, Pidge, who was a dude, um, Lance was the black paladin, Keith was the red, and this guy Sven was the blue. So the oh. moment, yeah, Sven, Sven was, I don't know if he was killed off or what happened to poor Sven, but Alora took his place. Uh, Shiro's an original character for Legendary Defender. No, that's why everyone was like, Shiro's gonna die, because like, because Sven died. Yeah. Yep, but, um, no, so, um, yeah, so as soon as I, they're like, it's Shiro, it's Shiro, and I hear like a Swedish accent, I just start screaming, Sven! Because <laughs> I'm like, my baby, my... Oh, my forgotten Swedish or Scandinavian baby. So I I was very hype on this episode. What are your what are your general thoughts on this episode, Delaney? Before we get into the specifics. I mean, I don't really get like the hype. Maybe I need to watch it again. I mean, okay, one like I like I understood the callbacks. Like I got that. Um, I mean, I really like this episode. Like alternate realities. Like I'm all about that stuff. Like yeah. 
Um, this episode of Yes just didn't land for me. Like, it, I feel like to me it was really interesting, but it was like we kind of touched a concept, but we didn't hold it long enough, or like we didn't we didn't grasp it, and that bothered me. And like, yeah, we kind of we kind of explored this morality thing, but I don't feel like we explored it enough because. So, I and what really bothers me is they call like, what they do to people, non-cogs, which obviously means, like, they don't have, like, like, a lack of cognition, like, non-cognitive, like, they don't have, like, no cognitive thought, and it just didn't, it just kind of bothered me that they just kind of throw that out there, and we don't really, like, talk about it, like, we're like, oh, you take their free will away, but we don't kind of, like, we go over this, but we don't really establish the fact that they literally lobotomize people and don't, like, they take, literally, like, take their minds away. It's not just they don't have free will, like, they literally just remove everything from them that makes them them. I think, I think for me, the I'm okay with them not getting so much into the morality of this because I don't think this episode was about that. Like this isn't like an well, episode no. of like Dr. Well, Who. This is or... more of a response to what Dylan said. Like, I don't think this is like some oh, supreme yeah. example of morality. Like I'm glad they had this interesting concept because they don't usually touch on this stuff in the show in this kind of manner. Like we and don't we're really going to talk like... about it. <laughs> Like, they just don't have a lot of, like, gray. I don't know, like, to me, like, there haven't been a lot of, like, real morality moments in this show. Like, aside, like we had the very iffy, not well-handled stuff with Laura last season. Yeah. But, like, it was just, I don't know, I feel like they threw a lot at this episode. We have Allura talking to Altaians for the first time. Like, she hasn't seen another Altaian other than Koran. And kind of, like, she was so close to being able to be with other Altaians. And then just, I don't know, it just kind of falls apart for me. Like, we just have too many elements kind of going on. There wasn't a lot of time for stuff to breathe. Like, I really liked the episode. I do think it was a really good episode. Um, I, I'm not so sure I'd say this is the best one yet for me for this season. I agree. But, like, I liked it. It was fine. Um, I'm more interested in, like, the transdimensional space rock. Like, I'm more interested in that. <laughs> but I, I think yeah, part of- I really... Oh, sorry. Go, uh, go for it, Haley. Oh, thank. Um, I I agree with you, Delaney. I really wish this was two episodes because I feel like there was so much stuff that was happening, and then the episode ended, and I didn't feel completely satisfied with everything that we got into because I wanted to learn more about. Um, I love all these like alternative universe storylines, and I wanted to learn more about that and what was happening, and like these kind of morally uh, complex Altaians and everything. Um, and then there's also the whole other thing with the comet, which I'm sure is going to lead on to other stuff later on. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I liked it and I loved all the ideas and all the stuff that happened, but I wanted more and more like breathing room between all these different topics that were happening. I, I think the point of the episode, and this is just my interpretation. I mean, y'all are completely valid, but I think part of why I'm okay with them not going into the morality as much is I think what they wanted to do was give just something that's very, very obviously not okay. Like, forcefully lobotomizing an entire universe is not okay. And I think they wanted to take that and then show that to Princess Alora and have her basically question, you know, this is, this is her race, this is her people, yet they're doing something that no one basically would agree is okay. And so to then 
it's basically, I think the reason that they didn't go into it so deep is they wanted to focus more on Alora's reaction. To the, the, the concept that there might be a bad Altean. Or that Altean aren't perfect. even then, they didn't really, they, they didn't focus on it. Like, that whole, like, sequence, like, I was expecting, like, I was kind of dreading it a little bit, this kind of, like, battle, like, I was kind of expecting more of, the, more tension between the Paladins and Alora when, because we have Pidge, Hunk, and Lance, like, learning from Sven and Slav that this, like, this is bad, like, this isn't good, and then going to Alora and Keith, and them kind of, you know, it's, you know, it's very classic, you you get one side, you get the other. But, and I was kind of expecting more tension there, like, more Alora kind of, like, pulling, so, like, it's not even, it, like, the, even then, to me, the episode fails in properly creating this tension and this kind of like, this isn't really a conflict for Alora. Like it doesn't last very long. You know, this versus the whole season long, you know, grappling with Keith being Galvin and like her issue with the Galvin. Mm-hmm. I like, that hope, whole thing. I think really my end, like um, feeling on this episode is going to be based on what comes next. Cause I right. hope that this, you know, like all the themes that came up with this carry on and it's not just a one-off episode. Um, cause I think if that is the case and there's more time spent on all these things and she's like, Oh, maybe we could do that. And like that, maybe that's how we win and everything. I don't know that that would kind of validate this episode more for me. Are we talking about the Altaian like kind of thinking more? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just interesting that we finally see Altaians in the flesh, like more like their, their society as opposed to in flashes and just on the ship. Mm-hmm. And it's this. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to see more of that. I'm not too confident that we're going to see more. I would love to. It was kind of nice at the end of the episode. We did get Allura sitting down and, like, kind of the debrief with Keith. But I'm not really sure how much more we're going to get. I still, it's, I don't know, there was just so much going on in this episode. Like, all of it was great. I just feel like if, they, like, if the episode was longer or if mm-hmm. they just had a little bit more time with each thing. Yeah, I want to learn more about what this comet's all about and, like, why right. the king was trying to get it and everything. I think that's going to be really interesting. Oh, no. I think we're going to learn a lot more about that because... Yeah, we've got to. Like, I wish... This is, there's more history to it, too. Yeah. I wish someone would have thought before of using a comet as a big plot device. I mean, it, it, I know, it seems just so, so wonderful. Yeah, like, yeah. why hasn't anyone done this before? Just, hmm, like... It's almost as if all of the people on the show... Like, it's really weird. Like, all of the writers, everything. Like, it's almost as if they did this exact same thing it before. Maybe worked on a show where a comet was important before? Is that what you're saying, Delaney? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I can't quite... Lotor's Comet. <laughs> yeah, Lotor's oh, Comet, right? Like, yeah, That's right. what it's called? Yeah. Right. No, it's not, but it should be. Um, it should be. Yeah. You know he's gonna call it that. Do you think I they're ha- gonna, like, not be able to, like, use quintessence? Do you think maybe the lions will just, like, stop working? We're gonna reach know. the uh, we're gonna reach the day of black hole sun where we're gonna invade the. That's what uh, the, the hole in the sky is right there. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, we are less than two weeks away now from the day of black sun. Is everyone ready for the invasion? That's when my classes start, but we'll see. <laughs> the ladies just show up in full water tribe battle armor. Ready to go. I'll be. I'll just be like, sure, let's go. <laughs> I couldn't show up to class today. I had to defend the water, Trav. Priorities. Of course, mm-hmm. the show goes back to Avatar, because that's Always. what we do here. I wasn't yep. even on from the spirit world. Look what y'all people have done to me. 
<laughs> also, literally this, I mean, literally the entire crew of the show worked on Korra and Avatar. So Space Korra! It is Space Korra. It I'm really just, is Space Korra. I am just waiting for, like, some reference. Like, they pass a meteor, and they're like, huh, I want to make a bracelet out of that. Or just some... Like, the one space element no, we I'm got of Avatar. No, I'm there to be, like, a planet they go to, and, like, you're, like, they're dressed, like, the Fire Nation or something ridiculous. Oh, that'd be awesome. I just, I want some reference. It doesn't have to be a big one, just some reference to Avatar. Oh, no, I think I can... So, I'm famous for my Harry Potter and Avatar comparison podcasts. <laughs> Dylan, you really are. ready for the... <laughs> Voltron and Avatar, like, Galra and Fire Nation, man. Like, I like I could do, like, I could get Sam, we're gonna do, like, art. Oh, man. So is Altea the Air Nomads? Potentially. Yeah, they got a lot know. going on. They're kind of like water, too. Like, they got a lot going on there. But they're almost extinct. True. I mean, you, we can't just do a comparison based on, like, one aspect. Like... Uh, yes, we can. It's called <laughs> Tumblr. Well, I'm kidding. Uh, Tumblr's deeper. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sometimes. Um, I think my favorite part of this whole episode, though, is when the generals are talking and one of them goes alternate dimension and she gets immediately corrected. You know, that was great. Also, she's my favorite. Oh, yes, she is tightly and she is my baby and I love her. And yes. Like her hair or whatever's going on is like really neat. I don't know if it's hair or like just more of her head or something. Like, I don't know if it's because she's like a twi- like she's like a Twi'lek. Like I don't know if that's what's going on. Which I love Twi'leks. Yeah, I don't know who's my bigger crush, her or Lotor. I can't decide. <laughs> I mean, it could be both. Like it could be equal. We'll see who's alive at the end of the season and reassess. Okay, that right. works. Right, guys, we're over halfway through the season. Like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. And I know Dylan would be the first one to be like, "Well, technically, production order. We're at the beginning of season two, but no, we are." Practically speaking, for the sake of viewing purposes, we are over halfway through the third season of Ultron. And it's like, what is the, well, the thing is, like, the way they split it, is there actually an end game here? Like, are we going to really have a finale finale? So, I don't know. So, this is not a spoiler. I read just episode titles. It's not a spoiler. It seems very mid-season finale. Like, okay. it, it, it reminds me, it just, it feels like it's, it definitely feels like this was originally going to be released as another 13 episodes, and they split it up. Like, okay. it it just looks very mid-season. And I'm not going to say any more than that, but just if you watch a lot of TV, you'll get the feeling I'm getting. But, um, yeah, yeah so like we only something have... big-ish, but can be resolved right. before the next big finale kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely, okay. if you're a Korra fan, you'll get the mid-season feeling off of this. But, um, okay. yeah. So, I like that we get into the morality stuff. We don't talk about it too much, but, like, I wrote down, oh boy, quality of life discussions. Because it's like, are they even alive anymore? Or are they just puppets? Like... Yeah, they're just there. They're just, like... Yeah, pretty much. And then, so... So, yeah, no, you can... I was gonna move on, but yeah, you can keep talking about it if you're talking about the puppetry and the, the, the people... No, I was just gonna like be like, no, it's bad, blah blah blah. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, it's totally fine. Like, no, like I did, like the Altans are in the wrong in this. Like, this is not okay. Like, I really want to see now Alora be like, well, we 
should try this. And everyone else would be like, no. Maybe not. <laughs> Although. I mean, Allura immediately was like, why you like this? So, I mean, that's not going to happen. At least, I mean, Allura, like, she good. Al- Ultimate Universe Slav was wonderful, though. Like, that just made this episode for me. Was the return of Slav, but not quite. That's okay. Wait, I figured it out. This is why it's Dylan's favorite episode, just because Slav is in there. He just made <laughs> yeah, up all that other stuff because Slav is there. Slav is finally right. That's really what it is. <laughs> yes. And and just I think my favorite was Slav. Is this possible? Well, there's a seventy-five point nine five. If this is da da da, stop talking. Just that <laughs> moment was so pure. I just love that Sven, like, when he first met them, all the paladins, the reason he kind of first started to believe them was because of their shared frustration with Slav. (laughs) You know, he was like, yeah, no, that's definitely him, then we're good. It's like, alright, they know Slav, it's fine. Also, they're the guns of Gamara. It's the Blade of Malmora. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, Like, wow. Delaney, I don't know if you ever saw the Justice League show, this was Justice Lords. In 20 minutes. Like, they go to the alternate universe where everything, where, like, everything's flipped and the good guys are the bad guys. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, this was Justice Lords. Or Crime Syndicate. Like, this was, this is like the ultimate alternate universe trope, is the good guys are bad and the bad guys are good. Like, it's the ultimate, actually, in this case, it was just the good guys are bad and the other goodish guys are good too. Because, yeah. like, Slav's already a good guy. And did he die in season two? I can't remember. Is Slav alive in so. our universe? I don't we just don't know where he is. I, I, I want to see them talk to him and be like, yes, there was a 72% chance that you met me in an alternate universe in the past uh, 1100 cycles. And da 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 da. Like, <laughs> did you tell me hi? I, I just, I want a callback to that at some point. That'd so. All in all, I like this episode. I think I liked it more than you two did, but I also get really hype on alternate realities, even bad ones. That's and, like, fair. So that's, I have standards. <laughs> oh, you have standards. What's your favorite Elseworld, then? Like, what's your favorite alternate reality? Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm holding you to it. I don't, I don't have one, like, off the top of my head. I just mean, like, okay, to standards, it'd be like how Rick and Morty does it versus this. Okay, okay. I feel it. Okay, but is every alternate universe in Rick and Morty that good? Well, it's more like execution. I don't know. Like, okay. I just there's just a lot in this episode, and it uh, there's uh, little bits and pieces that just rub me the wrong way. I do think it's a good episode. Like, I do th- I did enjoy it, and it was definitely interesting. Like, I mean, I just got hyped that there was an alternate reality, and then like we go into it, and like visually, it's a very stunning episode. Like the glowy quintessence portal, and then we have like this cool comet thing. We saw Sven. I'm really happy. So, like, I'm satisfied with this episode. There's something for everybody. It definitely is. Yeah, I like. I liked it. I liked it. I definitely liked it. Because, again, uh, like, alternate universes are always a good time. Um, but I'm excited to see what comes out of this episode more than anything. Well, I would like to say that I definitely, like, I really love, like, this is already better, I think, than potentially the majority, if not all, of season one, just to being to this point in season, like, right now in season three. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then the majority of season two. Like, I, I'm really, like, like, it was almost a chore to watch 
season one and season two. Like when we would do, like well one we me and Dylan marathon like all of it all at once watching season one, so it was indeed a chore. <laughs> and then we did it more like this for season two, and you know it was just like oh I gotta watch like two episodes and I just like sit there. But no, I was like really enjoying like these four episodes and. I'm just, I'm really happy where we are right now in the show. Like, we're kind of hitting the stride, I think. Like, it's not, so far, I don't think we've had a, like, a truly bad episode. Like, I know we didn't really like episode three as much, but I don't think that was, like, a bad episode. I just think it no. was a little slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. I like that this season we're definitely getting into more, like, um, hard-hitting plot movement situations and things and also getting all these awesome new characters like Lotor and his squad and everything too is definitely helping so yeah I, I think agree. that's like a big part like I think it's yeah. them really like Lotor keeps everything moving and we kind of don't really know what's going on like we've shaken things up so much that we don't really know what's what's coming next yeah I assume that he's gonna take the comet and like make something to defeat Voltron that's yeah, like a little like Voltron. Robot. dark yeah. Voltron yeah. Yeah. Dark, oh god, Dark no. Voltron. You yeah. already did that. I'm done. <laughs> Psycho yeah. Voltron. Lord. Oh whoa. What if they had what if the squad is very intentional and it was Voltron and each of the squad members were no, a part don't of it? Say that. <gasps> Why don't you say that? Are you Ugh. and oh, they, no. it's the Psycho Rangers it yourself was like the yes. worst. Oh my yes. god. Oh, I'm oh. kind of down for it though, because I love those characters so much. I mean I love them too, but no. Yeah. Oh, they would no. literally be Dark Voltron. Oh, no. I'm not okay with that. Darktron. Like, I do wonder, are we going to talk more about, like, this whole, like, are we going to do more alternate realities? I mean, this felt like a more one-off thing, but like, we have a trans-dimensional rock. Like, how is this? It's possible. Like, yeah, I guess. I just want so, to, like, talk. It was just, they introduced this concept, and it's like, we, we can't just leave that alone. There are two other Voltrons. Um, The original Voltron series was just, like, Robotech, adapted from three animes, uh, the third one never actually got dubbed, but there are toys and such of Gladiator Voltron. But there's also Vehicle Force Voltron. The one we know is just the Lion Force Voltron. So there are two other full, straight-up Voltrons they can pull from without having yeah. to create a new one. And whether we see those Voltrons in alternate reality or as Darktron, I don't care. Like, give me the other Voltrons. Just, I I'm want that reference. It. We have the material. Do it. We'll see. Right. Maybe. So I think that just about does it for us. Do you? Do you girls have any final thoughts? No. You all. I'm just really happy with the season so far, and the yeah. tour's cool. And so I'm cool. okay. I just want to say I obviously wasn't on like the last podcast, but my child, Alora, finally, like this is all I wanted from the season <laughs> is delivered. That's all I talked about when we were doing like our season three like wish list and like predictions. Like this is all I wanted was a Laura to be a paladin. So like I don't like they were really gonna have to do something to, like make me really mad. So like right now I am very happy Laura's a paladin. We had like an Allure episode. Allura's being really cool and she's the blue lion. Like I'm having a good time. Like I'm happy. Dreams do come true. <laughs> they do. Like I like I was getting so irritated. Like. When she couldn't, like, I mean, I knew the black line wasn't, like, I knew that was going to happen. And then the red line rejected her. I'm like, I'm getting irritated. But then, when the shield was around the blue line, I was like, oh my god, it's happening. So that was <laughs> my, like, spin moment. That was me screaming. So I'm happy. Like, I'm I'm pleased. And then I'm sitting here, like, 
Well, she became the Blue Paladin last time, so if I had to guess, which is, honestly, if you haven't seen the old show at this point, don't. Like, wait till Legendary Defender's done, then go back and watch it, because whatever you see in the old show will probably just be an inferior version of whatever happens this season. True. So, like, and there might be sneaky spoilers, like unintentional right. spoilers, too. Like, you will just, you will find out things that you don't want to know, and then they will be done so much better in Legendary Defender that you will rather have seen them that way. Like, I like the old show, but we're taking so much from it that at this point, hold off until the new one's over. Or, just or at least till we're past. Out. Yeah, or just, just watch. watch this one. Just watch this one. But I mean, but it's fun to go back and see the original sometimes. You gotta admit. So I want to check out those episodes you were talking about, like the curated ones. Yeah, I want to watch those. Yeah, yeah, the, those are really good. Um, yeah, but after. All right, yeah. So that does it for us. Uh, you can find all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com/overlyanimated. Thanks as always to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Catron, aka Patron Catron. And thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. Uh, coming up, we will have more Rick and Morty coverage. We will have more Voltron coverage in just a couple of days. I'm hosting the next episode, and then Dylan will be back for the finale. And I think that's about it that's coming up for now. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.